0: And cue music. I don't know how many of you have heard, but there's a flesh-eating virus going around. Yeah, it's called music. back to another episode of A-Sides, hanging out in Brent's basement. Feels like it's been a while.
1: It has been a while. Mm. Not for me, because I'm down here every night. <laughs> but it's been a while since we've done one of these episodes. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked for this episode. I think it's going to be, you know, pretty uh, different.
0: Yeah, because I realized, like, it was kind of an idea that came from that Beatles episode where we were talking about, you know... Our, like, dad's uh, taste in music. Right, yeah. And then even back before that, I think, like, one episode I remember, like, we kind of went off on a tangent about um, Harry Nielsen, and you were saying that, like, your dad had some of those records. Right. Yeah, I still have so, his copy of
1: Son of Schmilson
0: Yeah, the
1: collection there,
0: but actually... Is that the one where he's in a
1: bathrobe or something? No, or is that's that Nielsen Schmilson, oh. <laughs> which is a hard one to say, <laughs> yeah. but... I love that album, and actually, I, I realized the other day, for some reason, I thought I had it on vinyl, and I went to listen to it, and was like, fuck, I don't have Like The only thing I have is my dad's copy of Nilsson Schmilson, which is pretty rough, too. I mean, it's probably not in the best shape. I would actually like to get both of those albums, like a good remaster yeah. of them, you know? But the last time I looked, I couldn't find Nilsen Schmilson. Nilsen Schmersen. <laughs> Let's make me not say that. <laughs> that say that, that title a couple anymore. Of beers. Yeah. So, dude, it's funny because... So, like, when I was making this list, I kind of avoided anything where... Not all of them. I mean, I'll contradict this point a few times in my list, I guess. But I was trying to avoid... Like say the Beatles, right? Like yeah, I wasn't gonna put like any band on there where I felt like
0: we could do like a whole fucking
1: episode on them, you know. And so like Harry Nilsson actually was on the first draft. Mm -hmm. Everybody's talking from uh, oh the uh, Jesus Christ, the fucking is that Midnight Cowboy? Midnight Cowboy, yes. I was gonna say the John Voight movie. I can't fucking pick (laughs) the name of. So I uh, that was on the first draft of this list. And I actually cut that one because I thought, man, I don't know if I remember that one that much from my childhood. So I was kind of maybe focusing on stuff that, like, I've lived with for a really long time. I don't know. I don't really know when I first heard that. Like, I don't know if I remember hearing that when I was a kid or if that just became a song that I was a fan of because I became a Harry Nilsson fan later on, you know, in life. And... So it was weird. Like, I tried not to think too much about it, but then, like, I can remember Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John being a song that yeah. I heard a lot, like, on the radio. Like, that's, you know, a song that I have a lot of memories of hearing just on the road coming back from grandma's yeah. house late at night to pop on. I would love that song. But I feel like we could do an entire Elton John oh, oh episode yeah, totally, easily. Should. And so... Yeah, so I was like, well, that so that one was on my first draft, and then I kind of cut that for that reason.
0: I know I said maybe like a theme, like our dad's mixtape. I kind of went family members.
1: Yeah, I kind of have. Yeah, there's a couple like maybe sentimental things in here, and then, you know, a yeah. lot of it's just stuff I remember hearing on the uh, on the radio. Like, just like I said. Driving my grandma yeah, car an hour away, yeah. and so it was like every time we went to visit grandma, it was always the oldie station and sitting in the back of the fucking station wagon or whatever car we had at yeah. the time. <laughs> we did have like a Ford Escort station wagon, <laughs> it was really probably the lamest fucking car my parents ever had. Looking back, it was so goddamn. <laughs> if I ever, I mean, man, I mean, my Volvo, I realize I'm driving a hatchback, okay, I'm driving a station wagon. But it's a fucking Volvo V50. It's yeah. a bad fucking car. I like it. Stop laughing. <laughs> my wife made fun of me when I bought that. But it's man, trust me, that thing's a Corvette next to this fucking Escort that my parents had.
0: So yeah, and it fits your gear in it. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great car. I don't
1: know why I just went off on that tangent.
0: But um, well, here's yeah. another tangent though. Um, we haven't talked in a while. Doing one of these. Have you bought any records so far this year? Like anything cool?
1: What have I bought? I got the uh, got a couple things I pre ordered. So the first fight album came in the mail last week, and so did Deliverance, the Corrosion of Conformity album. So those two I got recently, within the last week. Although I think I technically pre ordered them and paid for them last year. Like at the end, I think December was the pre order on those for both of them. Probably. I don't know if I bought anything. Uh, recently, I really like the new Scorpions album, and I didn't yeah, order it. There. But if yeah. I run across it in the store and it's sitting on the shelf, I'll probably grab it. You know, yeah. Been trying to get out of the habit of just like knee jerk um, ordering everything,
0: like oh fuck that's out and just order it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Everything that I've got is pre-orders, but it's like new albums yeah. and stuff, and. Yeah, I think I called Brandon about the Fight album, and he just called me and said that it finally is in, so I think I might pick that up today.
1: Yeah, that was badass to listen to that, dude. Like, I think I like it better now than I did even back in the day.
0: There was a buddy of mine that had it
1: on CD back then when it came out, and he played it to where it almost annoyed me. (laughs) Like, I remember the second half of that CD, which is, you know, like, side two of a LP, but it was on CD at the time, but like... I don't know, dude, like a couple of those songs just got on my nerves after a while. Like, <laughs> Vicious, that song, I was tired of it. I thought it was stupid. Now I dig it.
0: Vicious, it was like, vicious.
1: Yeah. But at the time, at the time, I was just like, God, this is fucking dumb, guys. Just, I think, because I was just tired of listening to it, you know. Same guys I was out playing basketball with that were, you know, made me hate and justice for yeah. all. I mean, <laughs> I hated that fucking record. It was like, I couldn't listen to that album and enjoy it at all for what it is until, like, I was in my 20s again, you know? Probably even late 20s, but, but yeah, dude, Uh, you know, the new Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs album came out yesterday, and that's really good. I actually didn't make it through the whole thing, so I guess I'm a little bit of a liar, but (laughs) I was busy at work, and I made it through the first half, and I really dug it, and that's one I'll probably, if I don't, if no one around here has it in stock, I'll just probably order that one, but... I don't know if you want to get down to mm-hmm. this list. Yeah. Well, I came to hang out with you.
0: It just happened that we happened to turn on microphones.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Way <laughs> to make it all sweet and
1: make me look insensitive and unappreciative <laughs> of our friendship. <laughs>
0: I appreciate our friendship, damn it. Yeah.
1: But I'm just one that, you know, sticks to the plan, and we got a yeah. plan here. And I'm everything. just
0: the more sensitive one, that's all.
1: Yeah, no one's ever really accused me of being that, I don't think, unfortunately. But I swear I have a heart. It's somewhere in there. <laughs> I'm not really sure we're going to have anything in common, but it's very possible.
0: I think we're going to have one in common. But I think that this is so broad, and it's, like, obviously, like, related to, like, family members and stuff. So, right. it, yeah, it could be Yeah, it's just so,
1: so all over the place for me. I mean... Um, well, then, do you want to start it off? Yeah, I'll start it off. So... I, this is kind of funny, I and I made it number ten to make it the first one to talk about just because I posted the uh, the picture of the greatest hits album last night, the Gary Puckett in the Union Gap, yeah, and, and it just sparked a little bit of conversation. Jim Glass chiming in on how "Young Girl" was a creepy song and everything, and <laughs> that was on my list. That was one of the first ones I ever put on my list, like it was on the first, second, third, fourth draft yeah. of this, and I. And this goes back to like the original idea of doing this and kind of the first title, like we kind of called it, you know, our father's mixtape. Yeah. And my dad, I remember him buying this on CD actually, because it was like, he might've had it on vinyl too. I don't really know. Uh, But this was like way later on and he had bought the CD somewhere. I don't remember where we were at, but I remember him buying it. And I'm looking at it like the cover of it and I'm like, God, the fuck kind of old man shit is this you know <laughs> and and i used to always give him like shit about uh being a john denver fan like at one point he bought like a john denver greatest hits on cd and i was like come on this sucks like he would play it and i just fucking hated it i thought it was so lame and so he was like oh come on man gary puck in the union gap you never you never heard them i'm like no because i think i was like probably like 15 at the time I can't really remember the exact age, but I would say, like, early teens. And then I remember him putting it on, and he always had a pretty decent stereo set up and everything, and he'd crank it up and listen to it pretty loud in the basement. <laughs> I remember him putting it on, and I just, I don't know what it was, but it was it just had a sound to it, like, just the band in general, not even just the yeah. song, but, like, you know, the song Woman, I think Woman Woman, technically. Hmm. Huh. Uh, that uh, it's like the first track on the greatest hits thing. I don't know any of the actual albums. The only thing I've ever owned was the greatest hits because then like years later I bought the greatest hits on vinyl because I came across it for like four or five bucks somewhere. And, you know, but it's crazy, man. Like I listened to it last night and I was like, man, I had a fucking cranking and it just has a really, you know, there's just a certain sound to a lot of this old stuff, man. And it's just one of those, it has a vibe, it has a sound and, You know, in response to Jim Glass talking about how creepy (laughs) the song is, he doesn't mention the age. It could be that he was 30 and she was 21,
0: and he just thought,
1: like, hey, this is inappropriate. You're too young. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think everybody just assumes it's, like, a minor, (laughs) you (laughs) know— Yeah, and if you look at it, uh, some of the lyrics—if it's a minor—and it's like, you know, you better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. It's like, yeah, I could see how that's maybe. It kind of sounds like he was driving her around in a white van. He's not totally blatant, (laughs)
0: like what's that, Gene Simmons, and like going blind, Christine, sixteen. Yeah, yeah.
1: How the fuck Gene Simmons would still sing that song at seventy years old? I don't know, man. Like, but whatever. It's a classic, right? Like people detached from the actual meaning of the song, I suppose, but... Yeah, it was just a different, different
0: time. I don't know. I'm
1: not going to dive too deep into that whole uh, topic, but yeah. <laughs> we all know there's a lot of weird stories out there. So, uh, but yeah. So, Young Girl by Gary Puckett and the Union Gap.
0: My number 10 with a
1: bullet. How about you?
0: Well, my number 10 isn't, uh, like... It's not related to my dad or anything like that, but uh, so I already blew the format, I guess, kind of right off. Well, trust me, these aren't all based on my dad for me because
1: a couple of these, I know my dad would be like, "What the fuck? I never listened to that shit."
0: (laughs) Yeah, because like I guess too, like how like you had said, like my dad, I remember I have a lot of memories like in the car. There's like Billy Joel and, like, Fleetwood Mac, and, like, even Elton John. But, like, I feel like those are strong enough we could get, like, two episodes Um, out of each of those artists. Right. So this one, my number 10, goes back to actually a couple years ago. I tried to go through uh, the Rolling Stone, like, 500 albums.
1: Right. I remember that.
0: One album specifically was a compilation of, like, girl groups. And so there was, like, uh, they threw in, like, the Supremes and the Crystals and stuff. And so there's this song, number 10, uh, um, for me, is This Old Heart of Mine. And I had heard the Supremes version, but I didn't realize until after that that it was actually the Isley Brothers. So that's the version I'm putting on here, the Isley Brothers. And speaking of covers, I didn't realize that Rod Stewart recorded a couple covers of it too.
1: I don't know if I remember him doing it.
0: Uh, So I guess I'd always heard like other versions than the original. But there's something kind of cool how you're saying like older songs from that era have, like, I guess things that really pop, or there's just, oh, yeah. like, different instrumentation that stands out in that Isley Brothers I think, like, song the
1: reverb cool. sounds, like, from those, because back in those days, they didn't have all the fucking tools and crazy yeah.
0: production
1: shit we have now. Like, there's almost too much now. Like, they literally, they created their fucking...
0: Yeah, you could just push a button and have that yeah. effect, right? Whereas yeah. back then, they had to, like, make it. Yeah,
1: I mean, Maybe. you were creating that with a microphone in a fucking room. And so like rooms sounded like certain things. Like everything Yeah. You know, recorded, you know, a lot of the Motown stuff just had a certain sound and that's because hey, it was the same fucking microphones in the same room all the time. Like you know what yeah. I mean? And like, I don't know, that was truly what was unique about these songs. And now it's like everything just sounds it's like Nick's or shine down, yeah. <laughs> like they're trying to just You know, make everything so slick, and I don't...
0: Yeah, or even the pop uh, music now, too, like, it's almost kind of cookie-cutter, too. I mean, not to knock every artist, but, I mean, yeah, there's, like, a sound that they're going for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man, I mean, these, I thought, going through some old stuff and throwing old records on and cranking them up, and it was, like, just, you know, there's, like, these rough edges on some of these songs that make them cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, nowadays, we, like, to compare it to, like, a piece of wood, like, everybody's rounding off every edge, you know? And, like, sometimes just a good piece of fucking old wood that just has a really sharp edge on it is fucking cool, too. Like That's (laughs) a cool analogy. (laughs) Like, the first time you see, like, this, like, it's got a rounded edge, right? Yeah. You know, and you see a lot of newer stuff, even though this kind of has an older look to it. Nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about, but it's a, a pub table made of walnut. That my dad made for me for the top of this uh, this whiskey barrel. But anyhow. oh fathers. You know, yeah, it's such a <laughs> dads, so I tell you. We should have saved this for Father's Day. Oh, yeah. But anyhow, my point is, like, you, you see a lot of newer furniture that's modernized and a lot of fucking, you know, rounded off yeah. edges. Everything's smooth. Everything's slick. And, you know, sometimes I just appreciate a really good fucking raw looking coffee table. <laughs> like... My dad had this coffee table back when I was a kid. I don't know how the fuck me and my brother didn't die. Because this thing, the corners were so fucking sharp that, dude, if a toddler tripped and fell and hit his head on this thing, they'd just fucking die. Like, you know when your parents would say, like, you're going to crack your head open? Like, this thing would literally crack your fucking head open. And then the best part about it, too, was it just had, like, one base right in the center. So, like, if you leaned on either end of it, it would just fucking tip. (laughs) It was just... And it was, dude. It was just, like, a fucking... It was just a tree that was cut, like, at a 45, like, down the fucking tree to where you had, like, a 45-degree fucking angle on each end of it. I don't know if my parents still have this thing, but it was fucking awesome now that i look back on it (laughs) slash possibly a death trap but we survived so but my point is that you know those those uh those certain quirks that a lot of old recordings have that like maybe by today's standards producers would be like oh that's you know you hear that that should have been compressed more or that should have this or that or less Mm -hmm. reverb why is that so wet well that's what's fucking cool. Like the, All the Phil Spector shit sounded fucking like one thing. It's really fucking drenched with reverb, but yeah. that's what makes it so fucking cool. So anyhow, I'll, yeah. su- I'll shut yeah. up because there's probably more to talk about in that in regards to that when we go down the list here. But
0: Oh, you're hiding it. Oh,
1: I'm hiding it. I don't want you to see it. I don't want to give it away.
0: All right. So yeah, what's next for you?
1: All right. So next one for me is Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson oh. and the Miracles. I've always been a big fan. Smokey Robinson fan. In my opinion, he's one of the best male vocalists of all time. Like, if we ever had an episode where we were making a list of favorite male vocalists... Well, then we should. <laughs> there you go. Next yeah. idea. You know, but if it was like, yeah, if it was not I exclusively had had an rock... I had exclusively rock
0: for frontmen, but yeah, vocalists would be cool, too, to kind of... Yeah, because
1: like... there's definitely a difference for yeah. me.
0: Like, if I was going to base it on a frontman...
1: You know, and who's great, being a rock lead singer or a frontman or whatever. But, um, man, I mean, Smokey Robinson, that's just a fucking voice, dude. You know, and a great songwriter. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize how powerful of a force he was just in all of Motown from a songwriting standpoint and everything, you know, until fairly recently. And, I mean... He's fucking awesome, and he's so likable too. You see, like a interview with him stuff.
0: It's like, God,
1: I wish he was my grandpa. Like, I wish we could just hang out. and, you
0: know. Have you seen that thing? Sorry to talk about this, but how he said he's likable. He he um did a cameo like a year or so ago where he said he was supposed to say um, Hanukkah, but he said Chanuka. So he's like, Hey, hey, uh, Billy. Uh, your family members wanted me to wish you a happy chinooka. I don't know what chinooka is, but happy chinooka. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he like he like messed it up, but he, he's still so likable and like not yeah. that. It was it was kinda well, endearing. He's not
1: Jewish. <laughs> yeah. How is he supposed to fucking know? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome though. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any oh, yeah. real story for that. I mean that's a song you know a lot of that old Motown stuff just was on the uh oldies stations and stuff when we were kids and you always heard them yeah and so it's one that I've always it's just always stuck with me you know so all right
0: man I'd mentioned the Supremes as doing a cover well this one actually is the Supremes and it's you keep me hanging on
1: oh dude that was on one of the drafts of mine Oh, nice! I think it got cut. <laughs> I can't
0: remember, but yeah, no, I did end up cutting that one. But yeah, because that was something I mentioned going back to the girl groups album. Like after I listened to that on the Rolling Stones list, I was kind of diving actually into the actual albums and stuff. And then even um, later on around that time, I uh, entered a Megadeth contest to do like the song lyric thing. Right. I don't know if. If you remember that, but I was kind of going back, listening to a lot of like Motown Christmas stuff. And I was like, I kind of spoofed, I think it was Santa Claus is coming to town, but it was Megadeth is coming to town. So <laughs> I don't know. I guess I got a soft spot for like the Motown girl groups. Oh yeah, dude. Now I'm with you on
1: that one. So, and that was a tough one to not have on my list. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's like, dude, I could sit down any day and just come up with so many songs. And, yeah, really.
0: You know. It's like the first time. Or just time. turn on the radio, and you might hear something else. Oh, and yeah, you and go, oh, oh yeah. Well, fuck, yeah, that one, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Very easy to do. Well, damn. I feel like we're moving along fast. Yeah, yeah we kind of are, but I mean, like, there's still more. Like, we're just getting warmed up. So I guess we're on to my number eight. And this one just always seems to end up popping in my head. Like, if I start thinking about... Uh, like you know talking about Motown stuff again you know and it's just if you were to say oh pick you know your top five or top ten Motown songs it's always one of the first ones to pop in my head because it has such a fucking the chorus just pops and then kicks in and it's like fuck
0: huh. so anyhow um you got me curious now the four tops reach out I'll be there oh damn oh. dude I got that that's my number six. Oh yeah <laughs>
1: I do that's one that I could see like yeah I I'm not yeah. super surprised that we both yeah. have that because I think like we both had the same thing in mind here as far as criteria and
0: Yeah cuz I was trying to throw in a bunch of you know like Motown and stuff because I don't know yeah we're not going to do like a four tops episode Yeah and I mean I don't think but
1: I didn't necessarily go the route of like I wouldn't say I went the one hit wonder route because yeah. like Obviously Smokey Robinson and some obvious other ones that I have on here are not one hit wonders, but, but yeah, it's just more of like maybe some of these artists I'm not like a huge enough fan of to necessarily dive in and do like a whole episode based around them or something, you know, but, um, but yeah, dude, that song is just always, and it's funny because for so long, like I didn't know who it was. Like, as a kid, I would have never known who this was. Yeah. It was, like, years later where it was like, oh, fuck, okay. Four Tops. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid name, but, (laughs) you know, there's four of them. I guess that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, man, great song. So glad we had that one in common. Yeah. Yeah. If we were going to have one in common.
0: I, uh, I actually, you were saying you didn't know who that was. I looked it up because, like, this morning I was, like, I went to Wikipedia, and I'm like, who actually is the guy that's singing it? And his name is Levi Stubbs, which is just a cool name, too. That is a cool name. He's got a cool voice because he's so commanding. He's like, I'll be there. And he just sounds like he's like, I don't know. like He's just telling you, listen, bitch, I yeah. will be there. Yeah.
1: Don't fucking argue with me. Stop arguing with me. I said I'd be there. <laughs> nah, no, dude, yeah. It's... And that's another one where the sound, there's just something about the way yeah. that everything you know like it just has i don't know man like i don't i wish i had that on vinyl maybe maybe i need to seek that out like a 45 of it i don't know or maybe flip through some 99 cent bins maybe i do need like just a fucking best of the four tops maybe i have the best of the four tops on cd Hmm. now that i think about it i might I got a lot of stupid – well, that's not stupid, but, I mean, I just have a lot of random yeah. shit. Sometimes I forget what I have, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, I forgot I had this, you know? But
0: Or you forget you have something and you buy it twice. Like, well, didn't you do that don't a know couple times? Was, yeah.
1: that's, I'm not proud of that, mm-hmm. but, dude, I'm such a dingbat. I bought Cheap Trick's worst album twice because <laughs> both times I came across Doctor on a fucking record shelf, I thought, oh, yeah, this piece of shit, I don't have that. <laughs> and so it's like I bought it and then the second time around it's like yeah I never did buy this because it sucked so I bought it then I come home and I go to put it on the fucking shelf and I'm like ah oh, shit <laughs> there it is two copies I ended up gifting one of them to somebody I don't
0: I think he said Chris Nauman was it I think, Yeah, sounds right yeah I think I might have gave it to him so alright well so my number 8 is still not a dad song uh, man, I'm totally like blowing it here. But uh, my number eight is one where this song will pop into my head and I'm like, oh yeah, that movie or movies or something. It's like, or I'll just randomly get that in my head. So my number eight is Booker T. Green Onions. <laughs> that song is just so awesome. Because, like, I don't know, like, if you think about movies, too, I'm like, I'll hear that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the fucking Sandlot, or that will just come into my head randomly, and I'm like, that would be a fucking cool song, like, if I was a pro wrestler, and I was coming out to the ring, or something. I don't know, it just seems like it's always something where people are, like, walking into Montage. Yeah. Or something in old movies or movies that are set in the old era. You know what I'm saying? Like they always I use feel that you. song I feel in movies like set in the fifties or sixties. It's always this song.
1: It's yeah, and you learn it in uh well at least I did, like in grade school band, like oh, con- yeah. concert band, you know. It was one we played at one point, yeah.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> dude. It's just a cool song. I don't know. So I was I don't know.
1: I enjoy it. I enjoy that as your pick. Yeah. All right. Cool. I would have never got there, but, you know, uh, it's cool. <laughs> that's, that's what makes it your list and
0: not mine. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I I was going to let you keep going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, moving along. Uh, So my number seven, or well, that was your number eight, so I don't know why I said it like that, as if you already said your number seven confusing myself at this point. Yeah, I'm lost but, already. <laughs> my number seven is uh is an artist that, you know, we could probably do a whole episode on this person, but for some reason, like his really early stuff when he was just a kid was like Motown again. Oh shit, and I know what you're gonna say now. So you probably don't, but you might. Yeah. Well if you're thinking Michael Jackson, you're wrong. Um, does his name start with an A? Stevie Wonder.
0: Oh. Oh, shit. What okay. are you thinking?
1: Alex Chilton? Because he said he was Oh, uh, yeah, no. That's a good one, too. Oh. No, so Uptight by Stevie Wonder. Oh, Uptight? Uptight, I don't... out of sight. Oh, damn. I don't know if I know that song. You'd probably know it if you... Okay. heard it, da, 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 da. It's got the fucking big horns and shit. And huh? I don't know I if mean, I'm really familiar with like the earlier stuff. Yeah, he was just like a fucking kid, man. I mean, but I, man, I love that song. And this is definitely not like me. So, you know, speaking of, since we were calling this like you know our father's mixtape, I straight up got in an argument with my dad one time about Stevie Wonder. Oh, no, really? Wasn't <laughs> even that long ago, and it wasn't like an argument, like we were fighting. But I just remember like. Something got brought up, and my dad's like, Ah, fuck Stevie Wonder, he sucks. Or he didn't, I don't think he said, Fuck Stevie Wonder. <laughs> that sounds like how I would say it, but he did say he sucks. He's like, Ah, Stevie Wonder sucks. And I'm like, What Back the fuck up? And I was like, <laughs> what? what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, Ah, he sucks. And I'm like, Are you shitting me right now? Like, you don't even like, like his old stuff? Like, I'll give you, I, I just called to say I love you. Like, that fucking song sucks. And pretty much mm-hmm. like, most of what he's done since then, yeah, whatever. But you're going to tell me that, like, Talking Book and oh, all the old Motown shit. Yeah. Songs in the Key K- of Life. Yeah. Like, you just, you're just gonna you just going to tell me you don't fucking like any of that yeah. shit. Like, yeah, like, Superstitious isn't one of the most badass songs ever. He's like, ah, no, he, he sucks. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> whatever, man. But, uh, but yeah, I... I really like a lot of his early stuff. So did you play something I'm for there. your dad,
0: and he's like, "Oh, okay, maybe you're right." No, him.
1: I was done arguing with him after that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually. I remember we were sitting down. My parents had this house that they had bought down in Florida for they had it for a few years and everything, and vacationed down there a few times. And we were down there. I think I think like the American Music Awards or the Grammys or something were on TV. And that's what brought it up. We were sitting there oh, on, like, okay. on a Sunday night on vacation and having a couple beers. And that came on and, like, something about Stevie Wonder. And then it was just, like, we're just kind of politely arguing back and forth. And it's like, <sighs> whatever, Dad, fuck <laughs> off. Like, you're just, you're just wrong on this one. But, you know. But, yeah, man. And, I mean, his, like, the early, you know, Motown shit that he that he put out when he was young was just so fucking good, dude. I mean... I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> it's just crazy.
0: So I need to go back to the early stuff. Yeah, you know it, dude. Like, yeah. if I played it for you, I think you'd be like, "Oh yeah."
1: So, in fact, now I want to listen to it. I want to take a break and go put a record on. Oh yeah. Because I think I have. I've got like a, a hits thing that has like all the hmm. like a, I think it's a double LP I picked up like at a garage sale years ago with all the. Uh, the older Stevie Wonder stuff on it. Oh, mm, cool. Like a greatest hits thing.
0: <clears throat> but anyhow, it's a whole other conversation. So, how about your number 7? My number 7 This is a family um, related pick. Neil Diamond, Solitary Man. I love Neil Diamond, man. So, Yeah. Well, I had listened to I had listened to a few of his songs before. And then this one kind of came on my radar because Johnny Cash covered it on one of those American recordings. Right,
1: yep, and
0: then last year, uh, my aunt passed away, and so we were going through stuff in our house, and I grabbed up a whole bunch of records and stuff and came across, like, like Ray Charles. It was all Greatest Hits, but, like, Ray Charles and, like, Neil <coughs> Diamond and stuff. So that's kind of like a sentimental pick now is, like, Neil Diamond. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. I guess throwing it on there. But I didn't realize... Until just going through some more of his stuff recently is he was a songwriter before he was a singer, so he wrote stuff for other artists hmm. and yeah. then this song, um Solitary Man was his first hit, yeah, so yeah, it's kind of cool,
1: hell, yeah, thanks for educating the people, oh, yeah, see so yeah, like, I tried to bring some mm, education or bring some facts, you know, yeah,
0: and the sentimental stuff,
1: unlike me, yeah. I just show up and make shit up,
0: yeah <laughs> it just
1: i just say what I consider facts. These yeah, are the, man. the facts, according to Brent
0: history, according I'm to Brent. I'm the one with the microphone here.
1: <laughs> so my number six, I really, I don't know when I first heard this song. I don't have much of a fucking backstory to it. But every time I hear it, first of all, it's a super cool fucking title. It's the only goddamn song I know by this band. And I know that. <clears throat> so to me, they're a one-hit wonder, right? But I know people would probably slap me okay. because I know Robin Trower's like a revered oh, guitar player. Oh, I've heard that player. name before. Yeah, I don't, and I'm not a fan. Like, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that like I've never gotten into them. I've never dove into any of the, okay. Any of their other stuff or the Robin Trower band stuff or any of that, but the song "A Wider Shade of Pale" by Procol oh, it, Harm. Oh, is harem, that? However you say it, I don't even know how to say the band. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's Procol Harum. Is that how you say the band name?
0: I don't uh, know. You know. I was saying Procol Harum, but I don't even know either. Yeah. I mean, hey, I wasn't alive back then when people were talking
1: about the fucking band. Yeah. So what do you want from me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, dude, does that Robin shade of pale, Such a yeah. He was the oh. guitar player in the band.
1: Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, that's all I really know about the band, other than this song's fucking awesome. So, huh. I think that was him, right? That was his first band. And
0: I that- don't know. All I know about that guy is, like, I saw Heart a couple times, and one time they co- I was looking at Setlist and one time like they covered one of his songs. And I was like, well, I don't know who who this guy is, but I never went deeper. I was going to Rocky Mountain National Park with my aunt in October last year. We were listening to all sorts of older stuff, I guess, uh she had Sirius XM and we were listening to Vintage Vinyl and this song came on and she said that this was one of her first like favorite songs. Yeah. So it just
1: has a sound to it. Like Yeah.
0: It's got that organy kind of Yeah.
1: Every time it comes on I'm just like, Oh fuck yeah. The song's badass, you know? Yeah. And I I don't know why. Like, I don't know if I remember hearing this one on the oldie station when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, but it just always stood But it's out. just
1: one of those that, like, I've heard it for fucking many, many years. And every time I hear it, it's one of those that when it comes on the radio, I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, I just want to crank it up. And, you know, like, I wanted. I don't do drugs, and I never really was into doing <laughs> drugs. But, like, when this song comes on, I'm like, fuck, maybe I should have done LSD once. Huh? Maybe I should go do it right now.
0: Maybe my aunt did <laughs> drugs, and I just now – I knew that. She hid it from me or something.
1: <laughs> that's just – it's a fucking cool song. It's just so fucking cool. And, yeah. You know. And that's that. And so I believe we're on to your number five. Or my number five. Well, yes, your number five.
0: Uh, I don't want to talk too it's much. It's your <laughs> number five because my number six was the Four Tops, and
1: okay. your number
0: six was the – um, Whiter Shade of Pale. Scared to change it up then get out of order? <laughs> oh, well, fine. We can, we can uh, mix it up. My number five is Glenn Campbell, The Wichita Lineman. Dude, nice. And as I said with other songs that have made my list, I had heard covers first or was maybe more aware of the covers. And then when I was going to um, Wyoming and Colorado with my aunt in October... We were listening to Sirius XM, but then I just kind of wanted to take over the radio and play something. So I threw Black Pumas on. One song that came up was their cover of Wichita Lineman. And she actually said that she likes that song um, because my grandpa was actually a lineman. He wasn't a Wichita lineman, probably like a, a creep core lineman or I don't know, <laughs> right. something like that. But so she said that she's always kind of enjoyed that song or like thought about my grandpa so now like i'm thinking about my grandpa when i hear that right so
1: very cool now we're getting all sentimental yeah so it's my first kind of sentimental one so now we don't get to laugh anymore yeah i have to get sad because my next one
0: was kind of sentimental too so yeah shit all right. It was actually kind of cool too. We did that one with Damon Johnson and we heard him talking about. He actually talked about that song yeah. and said he related it's like David Bowie kind of borrowing. It's kind of funny
1: because like I thought about that song too, but I don't really remember knowing that song like when I was younger. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't Yeah. I don't remember true. it from my youth. That's just me. You might, but-
0: I don't really totally either, I mean i probably I'm sure I've heard it, but it just stands out more now,
1: well, cool, yeah, so my number five's kind of along the similar lines, I first remember hearing this song when my grandparents had their fiftieth wedding anniversary, and they had like a i don't know like a party thing, and mm-hmm. uh. Like invited a bunch of people to like a, I don't know, like a UAW hall or some shit or whatever, um, or VFW hall. Or, or I'm just trying to think of all the different letters that have halls. <laughs> but anyhow, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like I just remember all the family coming and my I think my uncle, maybe he DJed that or something. I mean by DJed I just mean like set up some fucking speakers because yeah. he was in a band and had a PA and stuff and just had some music playing. <laughs> And for whatever reason, he, like, he videotaped the whole thing, and he kind of put together, like, a video for them for their anniversary of the party. And it actually had, like, some scrapbook uh, pictures that kind of, like, flipping through a scrapbook-type montage thing at the beginning, I remember. Yeah. And this is all like, dude, This was a long time ago. Like, I was probably eight or nine years old. My grandparents were, like, really fucking old. I mean dead now, but they oh, were damn. just they were old grandparents yeah. like they were like 40 when my mom was born. So anyhow, my point is I was really young, so however I'm remembering this, it may not actually be exactly how it all happened. Like yeah. my mom might hear listen to this although she won't, but if she heard it she'd be like, "Ah, you got your facts fucked up, kid." But uh, well, I like the way the story's going. But yeah, it's so. like it's probably better than the truth, but yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, he put together like this video, and I remember seeing it like one time when he put it together for him and everything, and it kind of had like a scrapbook montage type thing at the beginning, and this song was playing because it was their song. At least that's how I remember it. Which later in the story I will tell you that I was told I was wrong, but um, I know for a fact that the song was at least played, like in regards to their anniversary because it stuck with me for a long time and then when my grandma passed like i just for some reason one day set up some microphones learned the song and kind of did like my own version of the song which was totally different because i'm not fat's domino and i could never actually (laughs) like my version's not going to be you know the poppy version that fat's domino did but the song my blue heaven which was actually made popular by Fats Domino. And it was originally done by Gene Austin back in like the 30s. Oh, wow. I think it was the 30s, if I remember correctly. I didn't look up the actual year, but I remember like listening to that like way later on in life and realizing like, oh, shit, like I didn't realize that wasn't originally Fats Domino. And uh, it was a little bit more – yeah, it just was different. I don't know how to explain it really. Like, it was mellower, not as poppy, but then, like, I don't know. My version was like, I'm sad. My grandma died. It was an acoustic guitar, and I slowed it down and kind of did, like, a, you know, maybe what would be, like, in the vein of Ryan Adams covering something or something. You know what I mean?
0: But, uh, oh, cool. Do you still have that recording?
1: I have it somewhere. Yeah. It was one yeah. of those that I just kind of put it up on Facebook, like, via, uh, Ah uh, shit not Bandcamp, but what's the other thing uh soundcloud i guess yeah. so i think it's still on there huh. but oh cool so i was thinking about that the other day and i thought man maybe i should like do redo that like cut an actual like proper like version of it you know because i mean i just kind of did it like couple microphones acoustic you could do like a covers
0: thing because you already have like what you did the bangles and you did the the rookie erickson right right yeah Yeah, you could just do some other covers just for fun Uh, put something on never know
1: it's fun to do and fuck around with but but yeah it was cool i mean you know because like and skyla was you know my oldest daughter was god i don't even know like how long ago that was she was young 13 probably around that 13 14 years old so i talked her into doing you know some vocals on it with me and stuff and so it was kind of cool and then my mom of course insisted on playing it at my grandma's funeral and i really didn't like it didn't sit well with me for some reason because that's not why i recorded it (laughs) it wasn't like a oh look what i did kind of thing like it was just kind of like a whatever <laughs> you know what i mean it was just kind of mm-hmm. for me selfishly yeah. and but the thing is like then i felt like i should play it for my mom and stuff and then she actually played it for my grandma like right before she died because it was like kind of a drawn-out thing unfortunately and she um was on hospice for a few days and that was kind of when i recorded it and then let my mom hear it and she insisted on playing it for my grandma and i thought well Okay, you know, like that was a little heavy for me, but at least like kind of felt good knowing that she heard it, you know. Like it was one of the last things she heard, so I hope she didn't think it sucked. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so yeah, man, maybe, maybe, yeah, like you know. Hopefully,
1: she wasn't laying there dying thinking, "God damn it!" Oh, hopefully, this you know. You I wish, killed her. I wish no. this was better. Like, if he was gonna do something for me while I'm on my deathbed, why wasn't it better? No, I'm just kidding.
0: You were <laughs> but, just, you were I'm just, trying to make you're light. not sentimental, but now you are. You're sweet. You're playing something, or you're doing something for your grandma. Yeah, fuck you know, that. one time. of her last things, you know. The
1: next song's about tits and ass, I uh, promise. We're, yeah. going, we're going back to the regular print.
0: No, <laughs> but, I mean, okay. Yeah, man, that is a sweet thing to do. No, I mean, it, play was, for your grandma, it, was it was one of those things.
1: It was one of those things. It's just, yeah. it, I don't know. I didn't really plan on talking about this, but <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to go that deep. Uh, but for some reason, I just couldn't stop talking. Uh, but, yeah. No, so, yeah, that song has sentimental value. No, music's good for the soul, feels, too, man. It just felt good. It was yeah. one of those things that just felt good to do, you know? So I don't usually partake in such things. <laughs> so anyhow, um, I don't want to talk about that anymore. So All right. your number four,
0: my number four. So I already kind of previously mentioned it. So my number four is the box tops in the letter, um, you thought that...
1: I would have this, didn't you?
0: Yeah, like I thought that how I said, well, we're right. going to match with one. I thought you'd have yeah. this. Because it's just a cool song. And how you said he was kind of like a kid or a teenager. Like I think he was 15, if I remember. He sounds correct, like right. some old dude, but he's like 16. Yeah,
1: he sounds older than he yeah. did when he was an adult in Big Star. It's weird he, shit. But... Yeah.
0: Dude, but he just like, I think the lyrics in this song, man, he's like hyped. Hyped up about his lady dude he got a letter and he's like dude i'm not even going to take a train i'm going to take a fucking air i'm going to take an aeroplane not even airplane but an aeroplane to get back to my baby dude he's like fucking speeding back
1: all about that ass yeah
0: man man told you i'd go so, back so there we go there we an go ass. yeah <laughs> all right I now we're back you. i did it for you you <laughs>
1: No, that's a great song, man. And I it did pop in my head and it was funny because you text me like something about it. Yeah. And yeah, it I mean, if this was a twenty song list, like it would probably yeah. be on there. If I have to be honest, like I feel like I remember hearing it as a kid, but I don't think it stuck with me until yeah. years later. I think once I knew Yeah, it was Alex Chilton from big star once i became a big star fan then like for some reason i liked it more you know what i mean like i don't know like i always dug it but then like once i knew who it was and the story behind it and blah 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 then i liked it even more
0: see i heard it as a kid i remember hearing that as a kid a lot but like all that significance was like not yeah um i didn't
1: wouldn't have known a thing. Yeah, like, I wasn't aware
0: that, of it, but right. I always thought it was cool. I was like, ain't got time to take a fast train. <laughs> it's a great yeah, fucking tune, man. And it's it's you're just right. catchy the and tone. it's got a good little his beat. Voice. And then his voice. It's like oh, everything about that song is just cool.
1: So yeah. I'm with you, man. I mean, dude, and as we're sitting here making this list, I already thought thought of a song that I can't believe I didn't put on my list.
0: Yeah. Huh. Because
1: just kind of the same. I don't know, man.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't want to say it.
0: Remind me to come back to it. Sure. Just in case it's on your list. Like, I don't want to bring yeah. it up. Or just, um, or just say it now. Instead of coming back to it, just say it now. What was your honorable mention? Because we usually we I have I guess one. it would be. And yeah. I didn't think about it because
1: I just was thinking about all this other stuff, and I almost had, like, a focus. But um, Spencer Davis Group, give me some loving. Oh, yeah. I think it's one of the greatest sounding recordings ever, man. Like, I just... Sometimes I'm just in the mood... And I got to put that record on. And when I do, it has to be loud. Like, I have hmm. it just taking up every sonic fucking square inch of this basement. You know, like, I'll put it on and just da 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 And it was really awesome because, you know, when I saw uh, Steve Winwood live, he closed with that. Oh, cool. So it was like, fuck, dude. So uh, now it's like, I'm mad that's not on my list, but then like, yeah, and, then, and I mean, I know that I knew that song when I was a kid and stuff, but like, I don't think I was necessarily as big of a fan until later in my life. I mean, I slowly became a Steve Winwood fan over the years, back in the high life. My dad had that yeah, yeah. on CD. I remember him buying that and that album always playing. And then my appreciation for Steve Winwood when I was an adult, like just
0: Yeah. Was that like rocketed. traffic? Or something. Was that yeah, his? he was in traffic. Yeah. So he
1: was, okay. yeah, Spencer Davis group, traffic, blind faith, and then his solo career after that. But, yes, yeah, so dude, kind of just derailing the I don't know, topic dude, cool. here a little bit. I mean, bit. that's
0: what we do. That's the point.
1: But I think the coolest
0: thing, man,
1: like, I feel like this is a major bragging point, but I saw Steve Winwood open for Tom Petty. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. If Dustin's listening. He was there. And I think it was like 2011. It was like the Hypnotic Eye tour.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: it was Tom Petty with Steve Winwood opening, and it was just like... I was just as excited to see Steve Winwood. I would already seen Tom Petty, and I'm fucking obviously yeah. a diehard Tom Petty fan, but I thought it was so fucking badass. Hypnotic
0: Eye's is a good album, too.
1: It is. F- flew under the radar a little bit, yeah. I guess. I mean, most of his later stuff really kind of did, but... Yeah, man. The Steve Winwood set was weird, though, because he did not. It was almost all traffic.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, he seriously.
0: I think Higher Love. Nah, not Higher Love. Bring me high. Dude, See, that's he, more what I knew. It was the 80s stuff. The yeah. Pop, like, only He only, he only played, like,
1: one. I think he only, if I remember correctly, I'd have to look the set list up. But I think he only played one solo song.
0: It's probably knew the audience. It would be like an older kind of classic yeah. rock I mean, it was pretty thing. much like
1: All Traffic, and he played uh, one Blind Faith song, I think, was it. I think he did uh, Can't Find My Way Home, great song. That made my fucking night. And, you know, and then obviously Give Me Some love. And that was fucking just the fucking place. That was <laughs> when really the place, like, oh, like everybody in the fucking place knew yeah. that song, and then they were ready for Tom Petty after that, you know, but... That was a cool. That was a cool show. But yeah, cool. that song, man. I've always, I've always just loved it. The way it just sounds sonically, and it just it
0: pumps me up, dude. Like I'm pumped up just talking and about it, just hearing it in my fucking head. You were talking about something too. We talked about cool characteristics of the older songs, and then talking about how you have to turn that up on loudspeakers. There's something that I've realized lately. I don't know if it's whether you have to listen on vinyl or CD or whatever. I don't know if the format. Is really what makes something sound good. I think it's um, speakers that actually makes something sound good. Because if I'm listening to something at work and it's over a little, a shitty earbuds, like I'm not hearing everything. But then listening to something at home on better speakers, it just oh yeah, I mean there's a lot. It just makes it. stuff pop. So I think people listening to stuff maybe on their Alexa or their Bluetooth thing, yeah, it's not. But the they're same. losing a lot. Yeah. I think it's a
1: combination of everything. I mean I think vinyl is gonna have yeah. certain characteristics to it that make yeah make certain elements pop and everything and I mean I don't know man. But a lot of warmth to it and a lot of depth that's just not like it's just when I don't know. If you got like a good stereo yeah. setup to listen to vinyl on, like there's just a lot of depth there. The C D'll sound good and it'll you know might be real clear sounding and loud and blah 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 but it just to me like you pick up like a good quality 180 gram version of i mean dude especially some of the half speed masters sound fucking crazy but you know you put it on a good stereo setup and there's just it's it's like three-dimensional sounding in a way like you know what i mean like it's like 3D yeah. versus
0: 2D or something, you know? Like yeah, or maybe the only where way I'm going with this to... too is like maybe my ears getting a little bit better at picking things up, but I'm noticing more like bass and things I never noticed before. Maybe it's right. just the compression stuff's compressed. So, Right, yeah, I don't know.
1: That's dude. That's one thing. Man. I mean, like these speakers that I bought last year. I bought these old like 1970s Bose 901s, and I mean the the instrument separation is miles beyond like my old speakers that i had it just seems like the bass stands out like it's really separated from the guitars and the keyboard like all the different tracks are all just really separated and clear and i thought fuck why didn't i buy better speakers a long time ago and i I had decent speakers it's just i i don't know i mean it's just crazy what little things you notice changing you know So it's kind of funny because I remember having a conversation with my brother. And this was – it was years ago. But I feel like we were listening to the Statler brothers. And he just – not to get all fucking sentimental again or anything. And I promise I'll make this shorter and less fucking uh, sappy. But I just remember him telling me like, oh, this just reminds me of grandma, you know. And actually my dad's mom this time because before I was talking about my mom's parents. But – and yeah, I mean – I remember my grandma being a fan of both Vince Gill. She was actually in love with Vince Gill. I think I brought that up before, <laughs> um, which was weird because she was way too old for him. But uh, the Statler Brothers, Flowers on the Wall. I've always, first of all, just I've loved the Statler Brothers since I was a kid. I think it just... <laughs> no, I
0: just ha- thought it you said like guys were we're like um in the younger girls now it's like your grandma and the younger guy <laughs> right <laughs> you better run boy you better run boy
1: <laughs> you're much too young boy but uh yeah so i you know i just remember hearing the statler brothers all the time when i was a kid and for some reason it's like the epitome of what you would think a kid especially when i was like getting into like metal and stuff yeah Would not like. But yet, even when I was getting into that music, I could not deny that I loved this stuff. Like, Bed of Roses is probably my favorite Hmm. Statler Brothers song. Uh, There's a lot of great songs. But Flowers on the Wall, I think, stands out to me because that's the one that... Stood out to me when I was a kid. Like it's just ridiculous some of the lyrics and stuff that stood. Like the smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. Like that lyric, just when you hear it as a kid, it sticks out because it's just like, oh, Captain Kangaroo. You know, I don't don't know know who that is. Familiar with the really
0: Statler Brothers? Unless you play something, and then I'm probably like, oh, yeah. uh I
1: mean, you know, they're kind of like a country gospel kind of group, like Oak Ridge Boys ish. Oh, really? In a way, like that kind of thing, you know. Um, but yeah, man, just great tunes, great harmonies, and it's, I don't know, I got a soft spot for that shit, Hmm. you know? Hey
0: man, that's what we're here for. It's a soft spot. Soft spots. So anyhow, I think we're on to your number three now. My number three? This is something that was, is fairly new on my radar, And how I've said, um, it goes back to another cover. But I'd heard Hooked on a Feeling a lot of times. But the one that made my list now is uh, the original version by B.J. Thomas. And that's something that I heard uh, uh, very recently by listening to the radio. And I'm like... Wait, what version of the song is this? I didn't know that this existed because it's what? It's that Ooga Chaka. Yeah. Hooked on a feeling or whatever. I'd always heard that for like years, you know, when I was a kid. Like even doing that in the car, how we're saying on like, you know, car trips. Right. Which was what? Three Dog Night? They cover it? It was like Blue Suede or something. But yeah, but this uh, 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 um, B.J. Thomas
1: version. I think Three Dog Night, I don't know.
0: It fucking, like, blows it away, dude. Like, it's just awesome. I need to look it up, because I don't know if I'm
1: familiar with that. I think I just know the cover.
0: It's got some kind of weird guitar, like, ding, 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 some kind of, like, I don't know what sound that is, but it's got a cool, like, guitar tone to it. Yeah.
1: I'm going to check it out.
0: Yeah, but, like... The one that I mentioned, though, the Uga Chaka one stands out from being a kid. Just oh, doing yeah. that, <laughs> annoying my parents and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just a yeah. great,
1: catchy song, you know. Yeah. It was... I That one never popped in my head, but, but now that you say it, it's like, yeah, great song. Feel good song. Yeah. I had a lot that were... Uh, God, I feel like after we get through our list, I could just fucking start chiming off a bunch of other ones, because I think I have my two other drafts yeah. <laughs> sitting here, like... But... So my number three, this I, I think was the first one that popped in my head because this, when we were talking about like songs mm-hmm. sounding in a certain way and just the sonics and, and I mentioned Phil Spector's sound as they call the Spector wall of sound, yeah. right? Like that, just that reverb, you know, and you hear it and you go, fuck man, it just sounds... It's just that sound. You fucking know it. And I've always said that Be My Baby by the Ronettes is one of the greatest sounding songs ever.
0: Oh, dude, dude, yeah.
1: I mean, and I just got a soft spot for Ronnie Spector's voice anyhow, and then she just recently passed. and uh, But I've always, I shouldn't say always because, you know, I didn't have this this opinion when I was two, but I'm just saying that I've just for many many a years like that is one of the greatest sounding
0: songs. Dude that is, yeah. Just
1: when that the drums kicking at the beginning the don 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 and then the everything yeah. all the other instrumentation comes in and it's just like this.
0: It hits you. It does. Yeah, like, you right.
1: know, and then just when she starts singing, uh, I just melt when I hear that. I mean, her voice in general, but that song specifically, I just like Melt. I'm a fucking puddle on the floor, man. So that's all I got for that. I mean, I don't think there's much more I could say about that. That sums it up. (laughs) Sometimes, like, you know, the most impactful things as far as music goes, there's not a lot of words for it, you know. But
0: Um, I agree. Like, you don't need to say a lot because you probably just get it in your head just saying that. Just it yeah
1: that's just so fucking it's just so great man like Mm -hmm. i don't know goosebumps almost every time i hear it you know so when she passed i realized i didn't have any of the ronette stuff on vinyl and i started looking it up like oh fuck i should you know why do i not have this like Mm -hmm. you know i think i have like a best of cd or something like the four tops thing that but um I don't know. I <laughs> I thought about it after she died. I thought, God damn it! Why do I not have this on vinyl? Like, I just want to hear at least that one song. Like,
0: maybe we should go yard sailing. I don't know. Man. Does doesn't uh, Courtney do that? Thrift oh, store shopping. She, we can uh, tag along and get some old records. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, dude. I've bought. I've found some great stuff at fucking thrift shops and stuff. I mean, I have. I've had some good finds. I mean. Years ago, when I was first getting into vinyl, I bought, like, the first Eric Carmen solo record. and Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to just get drunk and in a sad mood and listen to All By Myself on vinyl, man, <laughs> with all that big warmth, and,
0: you know? Yeah. All right, man. I think we're on your number two. My number two, all right. We already mentioned The Four Tops, and... uh I've got another one now. From you have four. more tops. More <laughs> tops. I've got two tops, uh, and they're at number two. Uh, this is this is Bernadette. Um, is my Dude. number two great song? Dude, how I was talking about that guy being Bernadette. commanding. He is. He on just that sounds one. like, and he sounds like he's in pain. Like this woman just ripped out his heart, and he's like, Bernadette, I love
1: you, Bernadette.
0: Bernadette, like, you bitch. Yeah, like, I see these guys, and they want you. I got you. I don't know, man. That dude's voice, and it just sounds like I don't know what Bernadette did to him, but like she's a bitch. Yeah, dude, she ripped out his heart like the dude in Indiana Jones. Yeah, a flaming heart on fire.
1: Bernadette, goddamn
0: it! Yeah, fuck you, do to this motherfucker. Here was something kind of sentimental that goes with this song too. Is like um, a couple of years ago there was a movie that came out. I don't know if you saw it, but it was like uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah. And my um, aunt and I, we were going to go see that movie, and the soundtrack has a lot of these kind of older, kind of motown songs yeah. in there, too. So it kind of stands out. I forgot um, about that. That was a good movie, yeah. man. I dug that. I think right when it does the Bernadette part, like the lady hits, oh, is it Jeff Bridges with a bottle or something? Yeah. It and I like that in the song, too, where it stops. <laughs> it's got that thing where the song stops, and yeah. it's like, Bernadette! God damn it, dude. Yeah. Now I want to crank
1: that shit, yeah. too. Fuck, Fuck yeah. I'm hyped up,
0: man. Yeah.
1: You know what we should do? Just keep drinking, do a bunch of blow, and listen to Motown. Yeah.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. That'd be a <laughs> good day. Might <laughs> end in a
1: heart attack because I'm old. Yeah.
0: Bernadette!
1: My ticker. Actually, it's in good shape. I ran this morning. I exercised um, my heart. Bring on the cocaine. My heart's not good. Because it got ripped out uh. by Bernadette. <laughs> that fucking bitch. I got high blood pressure. So. Uh, we're getting old, aren't we?
0: Yeah.
1: God damn it.
0: I got to watch my cholesterol, too, speaking of that. I do, too. i um, taking but fuck fish it, oil. Potato chips are good. So, I don't know. I like all the carbs and shit.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't know. I like meat. greasy meat. <laughs> got two racks of ribs on the smoker right now, so, you know, fuck my cholesterol. Yeah. So, my number two.
0: All right, man. Um... I just kicked it up to another I started, level, I feel like. With I just Burn started, you
1: did, man. But this one, this one just, okay. I think if I'm not mistaken, and I don't really watch American Idol, so, but I did at one point. When it first came on, I would watch it here and there. And I believe that Simon Cowell had referenced this, in his opinion, was like the greatest song ever written. And he was always like a real dick and hard on anybody that had ever
0: tried to cover it. Which,
1: good, because fuck them. Don't fuck with this song. Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. I
0: knew you were going to say that, because I think I heard that same thing, too. Yeah. But, dude, I mean, this just goes
1: to, this goes back to what we were talking about. It's just songs that have a sound.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
1: I mean, amazing song, amazing vocal delivery, and it just sounds perfect just don't fuck with it you know you just can't fuck with it like there's certain movies you just can't fuck with and remake them you can't remake the godfather (laughs) right like yeah you can't fucking you can't remake the breakfast club you can't remake back to the future how the fuck you gonna
0: remake back to the future
1: don't fucking cover unchained melody
0: (laughs) that's it damn i agree Shit, then unless it's live,
1: I'll give like an
0: Adele or somebody
1: like that. Like, okay, you cover that live, fine, but do not record an official fucking cover of this song, or fuck you. Anyhow,
0: (laughs) that's my rant. Was somebody? Was somebody like excited? How did it come up on American Idol though? Was somebody? I don't know. I just think I heard it. it.
1: I don't remember. I just feel like I remember a quote from him. I mean, I didn't watch that shit religiously. I feel like the first first season i thought was pretty entertaining yeah you know until it because it was the first of its kind and then obviously it wore out its welcome and there was 50 other fucking versions yeah because
0: i remember seeing some of the first season too and then sometimes i'd kind of watch uh the first episode you know where they have the outtakes or the people that didn't yeah make it. like it'd be kind of funny so it was kinda, but yeah yeah
1: it's like anything else they ruin it they oversaturate yeah. the market Corn was fucking awesome until every band sounded like Corn by nineteen ninety eight. Every fucking yeah. band sounded like Corn. So then, like Corn wasn't even cool to listen to anymore. It was hard to. But yeah. although I dug the new record, I listened to some of that. Yeah. It, it was cool. yeah, I like it too. Totally off subject. I don't want to get too metal. So, yeah. so dude, I think we're down to what your
0: number one, my number yeah. one. So I'm... mine, actually, my number one, is the only one that's actually. I could say would, I can actually link it uh, to my dad. And this one was one that came up right away on a rough draft, but only today I put it at number one. But it's the spinners, I'll be around. And here's how it links to my dad is because um, we were talking about buying vinyl and right. stuff. And I even said like thrift store uh, shopping. And stuff. I know this specifically. It was like 2011 was when I dug out my uh, parents' turntable and was like, maybe I'll see if it works. And I think I was just trying to buy some records. I guess I remember this at the time. Used CDs were like five or six dollars, but you could get used records for like 99 cents. So I was just like, I only started buying records because I'm like, well, that seems more economical if I get a record <clears throat> for 99 cents versus a CD for it used a to be six- cheap, <laughs> yeah. And so I started buying some records, you know, like I got some Journey and some Brian Adams and all this stuff for 99 cents. Well, then when I dug out my parents' record player, I looked uh, through a crate in the basement to see what they had. One jumped out to me. It was the Spinner's Pick of the Litter. And here's another story that goes with that, too, is records in the 70s seemed like cool. Like even the Alice Cooper shit, they all had weird fold-out shit or stuff you can pop out of the record. Like, I don't have this, but the um, version of Alice Cooper Billion Dollar Babies came with dollars, or you could, like, perforate. Well, then this uh, Spinner's record, my dad didn't do it, but you could actually pop out the guys in the band and hang them up like a mobile so they would spin. <laughs> so, uh, they would actually spin. And so I listened to this record, and then I think around the same time that summer... Uh, The spinners were performing at the uh, River City Soul Fest on the riverfront. So I went and saw them and brought that record, and I didn't end up meeting them, uh, but a guy who was working at the venue or something, he was like, yeah, I'll take it back and I'll get it signed for him. So I think the few guys who were still original, they signed the front and the replacement guy signed the back. So then this morning where I'm going this... Like, what this was, I hadn't pulled out that record in a while. This song was on my list, and it happened to move to my number one. Then I was like, all right, I'll go pull out this record um, uh, from the crate, and I noticed that the actual, the lead singer guy, his name was Bobby, he he signed the front. But then where I was going with this, too, is like, I don't know, my brain's all over the place, but I saw that guy died in, like, 2013. So I think this show was 2011 or 2011. Uh, 2012 he's not even alive anymore and he signed it that's cool so i was like oh man that's kind of interesting but yeah so back to the song this is like a cool love song and it's got that kind of cool like instrumentation and percussion and stuff and i think i'm like yeah my story's like Mm -hmm. really roundabout and my girlfriend kelly would be like fuck dude people are like losing interest in your story because you're going all over the place but it's my story so I don't Whatever. know where
1: we're at, but I'm still interested. Oh, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> You're like I don't know where he's going with this, but <laughs> I mean, I it's still good. I don't know. Yeah, like, uh, so so yeah. That's why Kelly don't yeah. have a podcast, Andy. Yeah.
1: Now she's gonna listen to this. Dude, and go here's like, Fuck Brett. here's
0: something else that I looked up about this song too. Was that I'll be around was actually the B side, and then um DJ's flipped over this record and started playing that, and then it became a hit. So it really wasn't the one that they released as a single. Isn't that the same thing with Beth and a whole bunch of other songs, too? Yeah, I mean,
1: there's been a lot.
0: It's like way back in the day, these songs just became hits by accident. Pink Cadillac by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. That was a B-side. Yeah.
1: Yeah, anyhow. Um, Um, That's that's a good song, though. I think I just started going off into a different guitar riff, though. I started on Pink Cadillac, and then it turned into something else.
0: Every time I think of Pink Cadillac, I think of the, um, what... Aretha Franklin, Pink Cadillac. It's actually a song about a vagina, I think. Oh, really? No, I don't know. <laughs> You're just trying to take it back to Might sex. be, yeah. Just too to sentimental. It. I didn't
1: want to get sentimental. Plus, I'm sorry, because I just... I think I just insinuated that Kelly couldn't have a podcast, but I think Kelly could... Yeah. Her and Courtney could have a podcast. Yeah. Courtney thinks she needs a podcast. She doesn't really ever say that, but...
0: We'll get her on for the Billy Joel episode. She's wanted to... Yeah, she's wanted
1: to be on here before, and I've told her no. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea. Dude, it's a boys club. Yeah. Get out of here. No women in the podcast place. I'm just kidding. There's tons of great women with great podcasts. I just... I don't want to get canceled, so I'm... (laughs) I'm backpedaling here, but... (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... My number one... Is... Goddamn, such a beautiful song. I don't want to start getting sentimental again. I was having fun talking about vagina and (laughs) and (laughs) being sexist and all that. But uh, So this song, I'm trying to think. I think my first... My dad was a fan, and I feel like he had some of their stuff. And... I think my grandma, though, his mom, was the one that first turned me on to the song, like mentioned that it was like her favorite song. Oh, wow. And so like by Simon and Garfunkel. And so maybe that's why this one to me later became my favorite song. But Bridge Over Troubled Water. I just, I think I'm maybe getting goosebumps on my arms just thinking about that song. And not too long ago, I was driving home from work and I stopped at the gas station and that song had come on and I had to just sit and finish the song before I could get out to pump gas. Oh, damn. I hadn't listened to it in a while and it just was on the radio. And God, man, like that is just one of the most beautiful fucking songs ever. I mean, Art Garfunkel's fucking high notes in that. I mean, he's up there, man, like, you know, look disturbed. You already fucked up the sounds of silence. Don't (laughs) fucking, again, this is like, I feel like I'm repeating myself with my rant about Unchained Melody, but for the love of fucking God, do not cover Bridge Over Troubled Water.
0: They do, though, have some of those, like, awesome songs like that, though. Like, what, The Boxer? Oh, dude, yeah. And, like... Oh, uh, what is it? The Bengals did that um, hazy shit. she a winner, but yeah. they did that too, man.
1: But dude, the Bengals voices... cover is fucking awesome, though. True, and I,
0: I'm true, not true, but just... I'm just saying those kind of haunting, almost yeah. kind of things too. And their vocals, yeah, They're just no, they work well together.
1: There is, and that's the thing that I bitched about when Disturbed put out their cover of Sounds of Silence. Everybody's like, oh, it's cool, it's dark. No, it's not. It's not even dark. like their version's not even dark. Yeah, the Simon and Garfunkel version's way darker the disturbed version sounds like some asshole trying to intentionally make the sound song sound dark. You mm. didn't need to make it sound dark Yeah. from the first fucking note. And honestly, sounds of silence almost wasn't going to be on this list, but I just tried to make it to where I didn't have two of the same artist. Um, cause I just had Even so I much. You did, the, but I mean, the there just tops. was so much to work with that I was True. like, you know, and when it came down to it, I felt like, you know, bridge over troubled water, maybe has a little bit more of that sentimental value to it. You know what I mean? And I don't know, dude, like just the opening fucking, I'm not even going to start trying to sing it because he sings so high that I can't even like touch it without sounding like a guy getting kicked in the nuts. But <laughs> I mean, God damn, just a beautiful vocal delivery, man. I can't really say enough about that song, you know, other than, when you leave i might just turn all the lights out and crank that song up and drink. light some candles and light some candles and sit down here and drink and let my eyes get all watery god damn it <laughs> dang those guys voices though i know you start hearing yeah. like any of those songs just pick a song and you can just hear it in your head and it's like you almost start getting goosebumps yeah. even mrs robinson great song it's not haunting But there's still something about that sound. Like, God damn, dude. Just like very simple instrumentation. There's nothing but bass, guitar, some percussion, and two fucking voices that just fill everything out to Yeah, they didn't even need instruments.
0: No. What was this? Uh, Cecilia. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: It's funny because I remember when I was a kid, I thought that song was so fucking stupid. Yeah. Now, I love it. I think it's fucking awesome. So...
0: Yeah, like, um, I'm the same way, and I said it before. Like, a lot of times hearing stuff on the radio, like these AM radio songs or whatever stuff, like, it sounded stupid. I'm like, oh, I don't care about this. I want fucking guitars like Metallica. Well, I wasn't saying that to my parents, but I was thinking, I'll see them yeah. in the back seat, like. Mm. But now it's like, shit, these songs are cool.
1: Oh, yeah. It's good stuff, man. I feel like we we covered a lot of really good stuff, and, you know... <laughs> i mean we didn't yeah. do anything but talk about it so yeah. you know yeah. but I hopefully didn't... hopefully maybe people enjoyed us talking about it and if anything there's a couple people out there going oh i don't know that song or i don't know that song let's go listen to that song
0: or they knew it but they haven't thought of it in years and they're like yeah yeah or they're like yeah i know that song fucking
1: stupid fuck you brent stored <laughs> i hate your fucking picks that's fine too yeah but uh, yeah well, gotcha. You. <laughs> you
0: listen so
1: <laughs> well look it's been fun I got yeah, pissed man. like a racehorse because Same. I got a baby bladder and we've been sitting here drinking these beers so yeah thanks for everybody listening and putting up with our shit or at least my shit and
0: thanks. talk to you next time thanks Andy <laughs>